Hello, Happy New Year. I'm Phil Little, host of the Private Investigator Experience podcast, where we talk about the cases and life of a, a PI on those posts. This is my New Year's review for 2024 from my investigative research on what I see happening in 2024. It's not my crystal ball, though. I believe that in 2024, we will see what you could call a paradigm shift. And either we're going to shift back towards the country we were before the woke uh, society took over our schools, political life, religious, and marketplace, or we will sink deeper into the woke abyss where there will be no return. Let me ask you this question. How long do you think the U.S. can go on with the things that have been created within our society. Let me name just a few. A $31.91 trillion debt. Yes, almost $32 trillion. Raging inflation. High interest rates. Moral decay in our country. Justice system weaponized against their opponents. Educational system hijacked by woke and dangerous ideas that have just rendered millions of our young people uneducated in what is necessary for them to survive in today's world. And then, last but not least, our open borders. Just in, in the last day or so, in December of 2023, over 300,000 people were processed at the border. That means they were allowed in. And that doesn't count the ones that got away or the ones they don't know about. That is the most in history. We have a border crisis beyond a crisis. Then we have free speech being censored by those in power who get to tech companies and others to do their bidding. And we could go on. I would be interested in your opinion. Let me know by sending me a email or on one of the podcasts. For I've heard many knowledge of people say that we don't have years to try and turn around our decay. We've gone too far. Many say that they feel that 2024 will be the year either we make it on a comeback or we're over the edge. I believe if you assume the role of an investigator, we're in the public or the private sector, you have a responsibility to check out the facts and report them without filtering them through your own bias. I think the facts point to a big trouble coming our way if we don't recognize the cause, rise up, and fix it. Many scholars, more knowledgeable than me, uh, say that uh, we've uh, moved past the point of bringing back America. They think that the country's gone too far, that we we'll, won't be able to turn it around and bring it back to what our forefathers uh, founded. I pray that they're wrong. We have the advancement of a government to a controlled society, suppressing and eliminating free speech, suppressing freedom of religion and rule of law, has gone so far with the majority of the public, either with those supporting it on a quiet way that they don't speak up, they just ignore it, hoping it won't affect them. And they're really opting out of the fight against it. We have fallen for deception and outright lies by the leaders of both parties over the years. Why aren't we, the people, able to learn from 
history and our past mistakes and past civilization has made? It has been said that our history is secular and sin is predictable. Let me say that again. It has been said that history is secular and sin is predictable. History is going to keep repeating itself. It's going to come over and over again. We're going to keep making the same mistakes, falling in the same pit holes, crawling up out of them, and then down the road it'll happen again. And then there's always going to be sin around. As long as this world's standing, folks, I think we all can agree that there's going to be some evil running around. I was reminded of this today when I was studying the best reference book of all time, let me tell you. And it's a history book, too, in the Bible. And if you have some knowledge of the Old Testament in the Bible, or maybe you've heard someone talk about the children of Israel and their history down through the ages, they would go from a time of obeying God, then they'd fall into evil practices, very evil sometimes, and sometimes with pagan societies getting mixed in there. And then God would come and judge them and bring them back to their senses after a few years, could be 30, 40, 50 years or longer. Then they would come back to God for a generation, two or three. And then when that generation was gone and new generations were up, they'd forgotten the history of their past, and they would go chasing evil again, and it would start all over. And one evil I just want to concentrate on for a few minutes, seen throughout the Bible, was anti-Semitism, where nations tried to destroy Israel. And every time God destroyed those nations that came against Israel, he always preserved and protected his people. There's a lot of details there that you can find if you want to do some research. So you can be your own investigator. Just search out some of these things. You've got all these tools of technology to do research on. I'm asking you to step out of the crowd, do some investigative work, and check out what the facts are. Yeah, look at the Bible. Whether you believe it or read it before or not, check it out. It's a good reference book. It's a good history book. You can look at what some of the old prophets that are renowned. Uh, prophets uh, both from biblical and history, uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, um, Abraham, Ezekiel. There's plenty of the old prophets that tell a great history of what happened. I just hope that we will wake up and that we haven't gone too far with allowing this evil of anti-Semitism arising to put us over the edge. Well, where did anti-Semitism come from? Back almost to the beginning of time, so it's not something new. But for someone to give any glimmer of support that somehow Hamas, a terrorist organization, had any right on their side to do the evil atrocities they did to the innocent people of Israel, they need to carefully consider the side they have taken. They've taken a side against the God of heaven. And check your history. People who choose God and against God in the past didn't come out too good. So you might want to think about that. The reason for my heightened concern for the world, not just America, is the veil being pulled back on the organized anti-Semitism, starting from the United Nations to every part of society. I read an interesting report that was made before Congress recently. The Foundation for Defense of Democracies appeared before a congressional subcommittee looking into this uh, violence and anti-Semitism. And I'm quoting from that uh, report. The United Nations was founded nearly 80 years ago in the wake of the uh, 
attempted destruction of European uh, Jewry uh, and Jews all over the world, in fact, uh, by uh, the Nazi regime. And they looked at developing a policy to ensure that such horrors would never happen again. But just one month ago, Hamas carried out the largest massacre of Jews since the Holocaust. Rather than preventing atrocities like this, the UN has enabled them. Anti-Israel bias and anti-Israel policies have spun out of control, undermining the UN's very mission. At the UN today, the world's leading human rights abusers, the countries that are the worst, are heads and leaders of many of the human rights organizations within the UN. Regimes that deny women's rights masquerade as women's advocates. Multiple agencies have succumbed to epidemic corruption. And the prevention or cessation of conflicts only seem to matter when Israel tries to defend itself against a terrorist attack. This, in many ways, is is the buckling uh, of the U.S.-led world order that countries are trying to destroy. Throughout this testimony, it is shown that the United Nations has failed, and either we undertake significant and meaningful reforms now, or the United States should take steps to dismantle entire agencies that have failed to do their job. It's time we stand up and step out of the crowd as a nation. UN reactions to the uh, October 7 massacre were mixed. The Hamas attack that claimed the lives of 1,400 people and more than 250 taken hostage should have been a wake-up call for the UN, but it wasn't. While the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres said nothing can justify the Hamas attacks, in the same breath, he made excuses for them, saying that it did not happen in a vacuum. They had a, a reason that they were acting like they did, and it had to be Israel's fault. The UN Human Rights Council, or the UNHRC, the Spatial Rapport and Reporter on Palestine, Francisca Albanese, whose anti-Semitic record at the UN has been exhaustively documented by the FDD, wrote, Today, violence must be put in context. Does that sound like some university executives that were testifying before the Senate? And this person, supposedly tracking the UN work on Palestine, blamed it on almost six decades of hostile military rule over an entire civilian population. And of course, this is totally false. And anybody that knows the facts, and if you don't know them, you can check it out pretty fast and find out that Israel wasn't a military rule over this Palestinian population. Such statements, while predictable at this point for the UN, are beyond pale. No context justifies the slaughter of men, children, and the elderly. And admittedly, some officials at the UN have condemned the October 7th attack, but with the caveat. However, none described the perpetrators of the massacre as a terrorist group. Many did not even mention Hamas by name. Now, there's a reason for that. The UN does not recognize Hamas as a terrorist organization, nor does it recognize Hezbollah either. Now, listen, that means UN resources can and are 
regularly going to provide uh, support to these terrorist groups. U.S. money, our taxpayer dollars, and other countries going into the U.N., money gets sent to Hamas and Hezbollah, supposedly for their humanitarian work, like they did in Gaza, building all the underground tunnels and using schools and hospitals for their weapons and trying to protect their uh, soldiers. We could go on with the facts about the anti-Semitic actions of the UN. But I believe the bar, uh, broader part of the problem is how deep in society, every part of it, that anti-Semitism has grown. Education, social, business, marketplace, and even in churches, anti-Semitism has become part of the platform of these uh, areas. I feel it's necessary to keep reminding the crowd of onlookers about evil who try to stay quiet, hoping it won't affect them and it will somehow pass them over. Remember, in the eyes of the terrorist, you, my fellow Americans I'm talking to, are part of the problem to be dealt with just because you are an American. And to Iran and their terrorist proxies, you deserve to die. As I've mentioned before the history of Germany, under Hitler should be a learning experience for Americans who say, well, I'm not Jewish, so I will be quiet, keep my head down, stay in the crowd for protection. That's a false hope. For after the Jews, then Hitler came for those in the crowd. And this modern-day Hitler, Iran and their proxies, today, if they were able to eliminate the Jews, they will come for you and for me. This year will bring many unexpected challenges. The question is, how will you and I respond to them? Will we hide in the crowd hoping for cover? Or or will we step out of the crowd and investigate and find the facts and then step out of the crowd and let your voice be heard with truth? I would love to hear your thoughts. And you can leave any comments on any of the platforms or YouTube. Or you can email me directly at plittlepi777 at gmail.com. May God bless you, your family, and may God bless America. Stay safe. Till next time. 